0: October 10, 2023, my name is Jaron Jackson, I do love America for me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection, today, I just realized yesterday, I was quoting from Proverbs 10, whenever it was the ninth day of the week, so we're going to do Proverbs 10 again, Proverbs 10, chapter, chapter 10, verse 29, the way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. I want to talk to you today about jihad and Jews. I believe that people's fear, I believe that their anger, I believe that their deeply held beliefs are easily manipulated. Not manipulated in the way that they can be changed substantively, but the variables in the world can be altered or adjusted in order to poke or prod those Values. So before last week, Israel wasn't really in the news. And now this week, Israel is the news. Which in my mind doesn't take away the importance of Israel. It speaks to the role of the media. It speaks to the role of the news and therein lies the first idea. Whatever you give your attention to is what directs you. And this is one of the really this is one of the hardest things for people to understand is that we all have a bias. We all have a preference. We all have assumptions and presuppositions and philosophies. We all have our own psychology, our own experiences that we're bringing to the plate. And because pride is so powerful, it is so easy for us to take what we want and make the center thing in the universe. And I believe that there are powers and principalities that understand that. And I believe these powers and principalities understand all the little different variables that they have access to and how to poke and prod people's deeply held beliefs. Before we get into that, I want to point you to PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. Links in the description below. You have a household budget. You buy products that have you, you have in your house deodorant, toothpaste, little snack bars. There's even direct purchase beef packages that you can have delivered right to your door, vaccine-free. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren is the win-win-win option. Supports me, the work that I do, but also gets you American manufacturing, not globalist manufacturing. Price-competitive products delivered right to your door. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. It'd be a blessing if you did that for me, but it'd also be a blessing for you because think about the way the is going right now. I don't know what the future is. Specifically, <laughs> I know Christ returns. That's it. Uh, there's there's weird time, There's weird things going on. So PatriotSwitch.com dot slash Jared. Appreciate your time. Um, Muslims, jihadis. I was born in nineteen eighty five. I saw 9-11, I saw the towers fall on television in 9-11. I was standing in my living room in Ulaga, Oklahoma, and I saw the second tower fall on live television. I skipped school to go watch it. I have spent many years as an adult hating Muslims, hating Muslims. I absolutely hate Islam. Islam's freaking demonic. It's satanic straight from the pit of hell. But I spent a lot of time hating Muslims and in my, in my by God's grace, as I've gotten older and I've understood the wisdom to separate the people, the image bearers of God who need the gospel because if they don't have the gospel, they're going to die and then they're going to go to hell from the beliefs that they have. That doesn't mean that I don't hold people accountable for doing things that are wrong. God cares very much about justice. And so the Hamas people, the Arabs, the terrorists, the palestinian whatever label you want to put on them, the people that were raping, uh, invading, killing, murdering, doing all the wicked, evil acts that they were doing, they deserve to be killed and they deserve to go to hell. I want them to believe the gospel because I think hell is that bad. But in, in my opinion, in this life, they have forfeited their right to live. I also believe that Israel not only has the right to exist, but Israel has the right to go into Gaza and go after the people that are there to destroy the network of Hamas or anything else. Backtrack the money, figure out who is coordinating, what foreign nations, if any, were involved, and go after them to their heart's content as they see fit for their own national security. Go get them. What I don't support in any capacity is American money, American boots, American treasure, American blood, American equipment. I don't support anything from America getting involved. Israel has had decades of multiple billions of dollars of free, no strings attached, just money gifts. They've developed their own industrial capability, their own military capability. They have their own arms and own weapon manufacturers. They are very good to take care of themselves. Amen. Go get them. Go get them. I also take issue with these people, specifically these Americans, who say we need to turn Gaza into a parking strip. I called out Greg Locke yesterday. I think that that is a demonic and satanic perspective. Let me just camp out right there real fast. If you've never killed anyone, shame on you for speaking so flippantly as though you want to kill somebody. Because unless someone has done something to you and you you need justice to that person, justice is, is, the, is the necessary thing, where do you get off thinking people halfway around the world that didn't do anything to you, you just need to make them a parking lot. You just need to blow them all up. You just need to destroy them completely. This is one of the things that I, it just, this is one of the things, this is one of my pet peeves. It frosts me when people who have never put themselves in harm's way, they've never volunteered for it. They've never put themselves in the military. They would go and speak flippantly about the fact that they just need to kill people. You're a coward. You're one of the lowest examples of someone I would ever look to for any advice or anything. There's a lot of F words in my head that I want to say. But I don't. It makes me that upset. And it makes me really upset to know that that type of education and programming and desensitization has made it to where Americans have in the past, and I'm included in that group in the past, are very quick to say, go get them. Stomp them. America will put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. That's the Toby Keith song, right? Angry American. Your anger is manipulated. And if your anger can be manipulated against somebody who's not you, it's very easy to dehumanize someone to want to kill them. But my point is, when you get to the position and you do kill them, and their blood is on your hands, and their body gets in the rigor mortis, and you now have to deal with the dead body, yeah, we'll see how much you like doing that. We'll see how much, whenever you start doing that, how much you want to continue doing that. Because there are some of us that as we did it, we enjoyed it. We knew it was wrong, but we enjoyed it. There's some of us who are, who are like that in the head. Most people though, they break when they see dead bodies. Most people can't stomach it, especially if they kill them. Especially if they look at someone and shoot them dead and they're, they, they, will, they will be arrested. They won't be able to function. Their brains will break. And then they will have nightmares. Then they will go back to those things and they will think about that stuff. So when people flippantly say, we just need to make Gaza into a parking strip. How about you go do it yourself, bro? How about you join up? Go get them. Coward. Point that I'm trying to make. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 29. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. This idea that the way that God does stuff is going to have you walk upright. You're not going to walk as though you're down in the muck, trying to do all the little tinkering, trying to figure things out. You're going to walk in the way of the Lord. And you won't be destroyed. The workers of iniquity get destroyed because they're working sin. They're working lawlessness. I believe that the media is incredibly influential to the point where people who run the media know that there's Christians... There's Muslims, there's Jews, and there's a couple of, you know, there's other religions. And so if people were able to get a small event or a big event, if people were able to stoke and prick and prod and poke those tribalistic notions, it's a guaranteed series of cascading dominoes that reaches into an explosive situation. So all you need to do is kill a few people, Which if you are in the realm of trying to manipulate the world and and nations and you don't really care about people, what is it to you if girls get raped? What is it to you if old women get burned in their homes? What is it to you that uh, young moms and dads defend their babies? What is it to you? You don't care. You're in it for your money, you're in it for your power and this is the way that we're supposed to be thinking not about the way the world thinks, but we're supposed to recognize the way of the Lord keeps us upright. I can have anger, but that anger, if it's not controlled, leads to destruction. And I'll just, I'll just get specific. I saw a video and I'm going to play it for you. This is a Muslim preaching in New York City. Now for most of my life, I would hear this and I would just burn with anger against this guy. So watch, and then we'll comment after, because I believe that this right here, I believe Jihad and Jews are being used right now to manipulate Americans. I absolutely believe that, and we'll cover that out. Go ahead. We're done being tortured and hurt and judged This is the correct religion. This is the religion that all of humanity needs to be a part of Islam. And we will not stop until it enters every home. So I want you to repeat after me. I want to hear it in every single district. It should tremble. Brooklyn should hear it. The Bronx should hear it. Queens should hear it. Say it as if the Ummah depends on this, my brothers and sisters. no god worthy of worship except allah the god of jesus the god of moses the god of abraham and the god of the last and final prophet muhammad <laughs> Sallallahu wa that dude's a liar he's going to go to hell unless he believes the gospel the allah is not the god of jesus the quran says in surah 3 that allah is the greatest of deceivers But in Titus Titus chapter 1, the Bible says that God cannot lie. So if the Quran says that God is the greatest of deceivers and the Bible says that he can't lie, those two things are not the same. The Quran is a demonic book. If you're in Islam, you're going to go to hell. You need the gospel. Repent, believe the gospel. Understand that that video right there of a dude in New York City preaching about the Quran has the intended impact. Of getting people upset. If you don't take action on your anger, what role does your anger have? And that's the first thing I really want to point to is the fact that if you are being made angry with the things that are going on, or if your heart is breaking, as mine is whenever I see broken bodies and broken homes, hear the stories of these raped women, this is frustrating to me. It makes me want to kill the people that did it. Just straight up. And I don't think that I would have any issues with doing that. And I speak from experience when I say that. So I'm not saying kill all Palestinians indiscriminately. I'm saying show me the ones who did it and I wouldn't flinch when I pull the trigger. But when we look at what the issues actually are, Israel is in the position to defend itself, to go get justice. Amen. Go do it. Go do it. Keep America out of it. Now, all of a sudden, right after we have this attack in Israel, you're getting all of these notions about the fact that there would be a human corridor or people being migrated from uh, Gaza, Arabs being taken from the Middle East and brought here. People are talking about that. People are talking about the open borders. People are now starting to say that there's splinter cells and sleeper cells here in America, which I think that there probably is. It would be naive to think that there's not. I mean, America is like a bazillion times bigger than what Israel is. And and Israel just got attacked by multiple different cells all at once. I absolutely think that that's the case. And we'll actually talk about that in the third section when we talk about the lack of live local. So I I do want to start addressing that. And that's where I'm going to do a hard pivot. And I'm going to start getting deliberate about how people can build their own communities. We're going to kind of tie back to what we did years ago with the live local stuff but now we're going to integrate Live Local and um, the common law, and we're going to be just very deliberate. We're going to get tactical in that regard, Lord willing. Um, But I really want to focus on this idea. In America, because Christians have been taught the way that they've been taught, Christians have a greater affinity for the nation of Israel Because Christians in America think that the nation of Israel is the nation of Israel in the Bible. I spoke about yesterday. I spoke today on my Telegram channel. I don't think that the Israel of today is the Israel of the Bible. I think that they are completely different. I don't think that they're anywhere near the same. And one of the easiest proofs is the fact that Jews today read the Talmud. The Talmud is a demonic uh, book, has nothing to do with God, has nothing to do with the Bible... But yet, that's how Jews today interpret the Bible. That's how they interpret the Tanakh. That's how they interpret the Old Testament. That's demonic. That's, that's wrong. It's evil. And that's to interpret Jesus out of the scriptures. Jews developed the Talmud in response to Christ because they had to under, they had to get rid of Christ. They had to get rid of the Messiah. So they had to twist scriptures. Likewise, I believe that it is infested seminaries Look at the American church. The American church is not a obedient church. It's not a holy church. It's not separated out. We have churches that have pride flags. We have churches that have women in the pulpit. We have churches that might do one verse and then like a a feel-good 20-minute sermon about how you matter and your greatest life is now um, or live your greatest life or whatever. Uh, We've got fog machines. We've got rock concert type situations. We have an apostate church in America. So when Americans look at the nation of Israel and think the nation of Israel is some type of end times prophecy nation, it goes along with the church in America's fruit that if we've got the rotten fruit of divorce and abortion and perverted kids and pornography and broken homes and we've got fog machines and we've got all this stuff in our if we if the american church has that fruit what makes you think that the american church has the right view on israel what makes you think that america america what makes you think that america's church is right on its end times prophecy even though it's wrong on basically everything else if they don't got the right Jesus, if their Jesus was going to be gender jumping affirming, if their Jesus could be a woman, if their, if their Holy Spirit could be a woman, do you think, because there's people that believe that, do you think that if the American church has that fruit, do you think that the American church's affinity to the nation of Israel is biblical? I mean, think about that. How can you be so wrong on all this other stuff and completely right here? Because if you recognize that, if you recognize that possibility, if you recognize that correlation, America's fruit, the church, the 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 church's fruit being rotten in America, if you can recognize that, and you do, because you're not stupid, and you see the fact that many Americans only support the nation of Israel because they think it's about Jesus, they think it's about the end times, and if that can be made. The support of the state of Israel should be the fact that it's its own state. You can be Israel first because you are your own country. Go take care of your country. But if you support the nation of Israel because you think it's through the end times, now you're applying the Bible to your politics, which I do all the time. God bless. But if this is your fruit, if your fruit is divorce and perversion and pornography and all these other things you need to make sure you're you're where you're where you need to be. And so if you can recognize that situation, the bad fruit corresponds to bad interpretation, bad view, bad doctrine. Then what makes you think that whenever you see a triggering event, like Muslims killing a bunch of Jews in the state of Israel, will Christians in America get back to the Bible to ground their thinking on what God says? Or will they make the connection that they were trained by seminaries, which you got to think, in 1881, United Bible Society, look up who was involved in that. These seminaries are teaching this bad view, and this bad view is having people like Pavlovian dogs come to the support of Israel. And then all of a sudden, you start to see all of these anti-Muslim videos. Now you start to see all these jihad videos. It was the nation in, or is this the city in Habakkuk or Markarkapatuk, some weird named town in Michigan. The only town in the United States that banned the pride flag was a, a city council predominantly made of Muslims. Muslims aren't on the same side as the LGBTQ stuff. And so the modern American, the conservative, the Christian, which we are the center of gravity, we... Modern American Christians, we are the center of gravity in America. That's why we're the ones that are attacked. The white people, the Christians, the conservatives, that right there, that is the majority of the nation. That is what the nation thinks. That's not what you're told. That's not what the media says. That's not what the polls reveal. But that is what the nation thinks. And if the nation thinks that, if the nation is that, the nation was focused on COVID, then it was focused on Ukraine, then it was focused on the LGBTQ stuff, and now it's focused on Israel. It's focused on these things because this mass of people, the majority, the center of gravity, has its thinking manipulated. Has its There's people with hooks in our jaw. Now, I believe the attack in Israel happened. I think it's evil. I think it's wrong. I think it can serve multiple purposes and there's different lenses you can use to analyze it. I did that yesterday. But one of the lenses, as as an American, as a Christian in America, I look at my nation, my people, where I'm from, and I want us to survive. I want us to excel. I want our generations to be strong. I want a strong nation here. And because I want a strong nation here, I'm going to be incredibly guarded and defensive when it comes to any vulnerability against my people, against my home. And right now, there's all sorts of conservatives with promo codes with much larger larger audiences. Why do you think they have much larger audiences? Because they'll say pro-Israel stuff. No one dares speak against the state of Israel. No one dares say the Jews today are not the Jews of the Bible. Romans chapter 2, verse 29. First of all, most political conservatives won't look at the Bible when they hear politics. Those two things have been separated. Separation of church and state. That hoax right there is why we aren't used to hearing our Bible We're not used to we're not used to having the Bible tell us how to think about politics. We don't think Christians in America don't think with the Bible to tell them what their politics should be. So when it happens, our brains are trained to say, whoa, this guy's a religious guy. I'm not a religious guy. I follow Christ and I've killed people. I, I want my private associations to flourish. I want my kids to be good. I don't want perverts all over the place. I don't want open borders. I don't want women to be raped. I don't like the things that are happening in Israel. I hate those things. I don't want Muslims preaching in the, the middle of uh, Times Square their freaking message of Islamic conquest because the common law, the maxims of law, says that the Christian religion is part of the common law, not the Muslim. Not the Muslim. See, that's what I think, and that's where I can show it. I can show it in the maxims, and I can show in the Bible, where you, you can preach, but bro, I'm, I'm coming at you too. We're going to be bringing the gospel message too. See, we have been made to be cowards. We have been made to be weak. Christians have. Christians have been made to be weak because we've been we first bought the lie, separation of church and state. And then we bought the lie of broken homes, marriage, or, or no-fault divorce. Then we broke the lie of sex, bought the lie of sexual liberation. Then we bought the lie of abortion. Then we bought the lie of homosexuality. Then we bought the lie of atheism. Then we bought the lie of transgender stuff. And now we are so broken and so fractal and all over the place, we don't know where to look. And if no one's pointing to the Bible in these times, shame on them. And if people are looking to Israel... Because the world seems like it's in chaos, you have to understand if your brain is thinking about Israel at this time, despite the fact that your fruit is all, is all is just all rotten, do you think that you have the right way to think? This is why I think that we have a lack of live local. We have a lack of Christ. And you have to understand, Christ does not live local. Live local is not Christ. I think that they follow, I think one follows the other. Live local will follow Christ because Christ is king and his ways. uh, Proverbs 10 verse 29, the way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. When you see the news of jihad and Jews, your thinking needs to go back to the Bible. Because my gut reaction, my flesh reaction is I look at a Muslim preaching Islam and I say, I hate that guy and that's a demonic religion. It is a demonic religion through, by God's grace, my experience, my wisdom now says, I don't hate that man. I want to preach the gospel to that guy. I still hate Islam. It's still evil. It's still freaking demonic and people are going to go to hell when they believe it. But people who uh, preach it need the gospel. And that's my maturity from now, since whenever I was in the army, since I was a a dude just wanting to kill bad guys in the army. But at the same time, you have to understand that all of this uh, anger towards uh, Hamas, I mean Hamas is is a terrorist organization. They're a a fundamentalist Islamic group. So this anger, there's an element where it's correct and rightly placed But if it's applied with this, let's make Gaza Strip into a parking lot, you need to be able to say Hamas is evil, what they stand for is demonic, and we need to destroy them. But also the normal Muslim woman or the normal Muslim kid or the normal Muslim man who's not supporting that stuff, they need the gospel more than they need an IDF Israeli bullet to the head. But there will be people that say, just kill them all, just get them all out. And those people aren't of the Lord. Those people aren't actually thinking that the gospel is powerful enough to destroy these fake, false, stupid, dumb religions and bring about peace and bring about justice and wisdom. And this is because Americans don't believe in a powerful gospel that takes over the entire world. They largely believe in a gospel that says, okay, you are saved And you're going to get evacuated, but now we're looking for Israel to get beat up on by the world so that everything can burn and collapse down, and then Jesus will get us out of here. That sounds like a horrible movie. That sounds like a horrible plot line when the king who conquered everything on the cross and rose from the grave isn't in charge, and he's not powerful enough to have his wisdom perfectly counter the ways of the world it says that he has to come back, snap his fingers, and nuke everything, which he could. He absolutely could. Or you could think about him first and say, whenever the world is telling me wars and rumors of wars, we look to the Bible. By the way, wars and rumors of wars was about what was happening in the first century. It culminated in 70 AD. When Jesus tells the generation that he's looking to, he says, you guys are wicked. I'm going to destroy you and you're going to hear about wars and rumors of wars and when it happens, flee to the east, flee to the mountains. Why did Jesus tell them to flee to the mountains if Revelation was about a cosmic judgment over all things? If Revelation is really about the end of the world and end of everything, then why did Jesus tell people to flee to the mountains in Mark 13? Because if you can flee to the mountains, it means you're getting away from the destruction that's coming. The destruction that was that Jesus was prophesying in the Olivet Disc Discourse was about Jerusalem. He wasn't talking about the entire world. He was talking about Jerusalem, which is why he told his people, when you're in Jerusalem and the armies come, flee to the mountains. And they did. The Christians fled to a town called Pella to the east of Jerusalem. And all the Jews that had their hearts hardened, were destroyed. That's what happened, and so when people understand that, they'll understand that Israel of today, the nation state of Israel, isn't the biblical Israel. So when there's Muslims killing Jews, the Jew, what the people who call themselves Jews, the 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 state of Israel, they need to take care of themselves, and Americans need to look to. Our own people. We need to look to our families. We need to look to our borders. We need to look to the nation that we are in that's falling apart because the fruit of the church in this nation is rotten. And because it's rotten, we need to barf it out. We need to repent and get away from it. Which gets me back to Live Local. There's a graphic that says that most, or not most, 30% of Democrats would vote for President Trump. How likely are you to vote for former President Trump in the 2024 presidential election? Democrats only? Look at that. 19? Very likely. 11%? Somewhat likely. That's 30% for President Trump, 30% for President Trump in the 2024 election from Democrats. Now I look at that and I say the cheat machines are still in. And unless you get good government and you get rid of the cheat machines. President Trump could have 75% of Democrats vote for him. But the algorithms and the machines, the paper printer ballots and all the mules, the entire corruption would still overweigh him. And so here's how I see things. I see the majority of America, this white population, this Christian population, this politically conservative population, I see the majority of America does not want the lawlessness, the godlessness, the open borders. It does not want what is happening. It hates it. It hates it. But the majority of this population is not disciplined in their approach to the Bible. They don't think about the Bible first. They don't look to God's wisdom. And so the steps that they take are iniquitous. They, they think that they're going to be able to vote their way into Trump. Or they think that Trump will solve or help them. I you know, I support Trump. He's in his late 70s. He's only going to get one more term. And or he's going to die in a couple of years. And if Trump, when Trump dies, and I, I, I want him to be healthy, I want him to live a long life, but the man's going to die. I am going to die. When When you understand that, you will start to say... We can't put our hope in the politicians. We can't put our hope in the podcasters. We can't put our hope in any of the people with promo codes or with plans or with any of this stuff. We're going to have to do this. We're going to have to be the plan. We're going to have to solve. We're going to have to do the fighting. We're going to have to win the war. And the war was won on the cross, which is why this is a church issue. This is a biblical issue. When Thomas Jefferson wrote the separation of church and state, he wasn't talking about the the church not influencing the government. We are made to govern our government. It's a republic. Thomas Jefferson said the fact that the government can't touch the church because the First Amendment said that the Congress shall make no laws uh, respecting the establishment of a religion. So the hedge of protection, the separation, was the fact that the church was outside of the government's ability to tell them anything which is why you need to get a private membership association which is why you need to understand that when two or more are gathered in Christ's name there he will be also and if Jesus is where two or more of his people are gathered in his name that's a church folks that church is not regulated by the government that's by law that's the constitution That's your state constitutions. That's the maxims. You've got the maxims, your state constitution, and the U.S. Constitution to back you up. You have all the case law, which is a hoax anyway, but you've got all the case law backing you up too. When you, and now blend these two things, because this is not where our knowledge is as Americans. Our knowledge has been so reduced, and so diluted, and so diminished, we don't put these concepts together. We don't put these concepts together because if you did, you would recognize Israel into the Bible. Why are we going to give them billions of dollars? And why the crap am I paying attention to media focused on there whenever I've got here and generations to build where I'm at with my people at my place in my nation? But our knowledge is based on bad teaching, bad doctrine, which is why we look at all the things. You notice how many of these people, how many of these podcasters aren't talking about men in dresses twerking in front of kids? Do you notice how many of these podcasters are no longer talking about the people going to their school boards and reading them the gender books? Not that the Bible is the gender book, but like they're going to read them the book. You, you know, that was like a common thing. And it was a common thing such that people like Alex Stein, God bless him, developed and built his career off of spoofing going to the city board and telling them stuff. Now, I believe what he was doing was right. I think it was funny. I think he brought a dynamic element to it, but the man's career was made off of that phenomena. And if it was made off that phenomena, it can go just as easy. And this is what Americans are so intent on, is success and fame and power instead of wisdom, instead of righteousness, instead of justice. This is why we don't walk upright this is why we are destroyed this is why our nation is dying our nation is dying is because we work iniquity and we don't see god at the top working all these things together we've we've flattened god eliminated god flattened everything and we've piecemealed it out to experts lawyers doctors college professors politicians lobbyists you know boom, 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 boom. we've 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 separated all these things out When you have you or someone else, your wife, this is why marriage is important, among other things. There's the church. There's the church right there. Now, you and I have been taught that church is that steepled structure down the road that meets on Sundays. And because it meets on Sundays, that's where the church is. And that's been trained. That's been programmed. That's been rehearsed. That's been practiced by Americans. And because it's been practiced by Americans, we aren't tapping into the power of that's reserved from government. Your religious liberty is reserved from government. Heisman, it's outside of government. Government's in a box, and we the people put power in the box. What we did not put in the box was our rights. One of our rights is religious liberty. So whenever you and your wife, two or more gathered in your name, there's the church, and you you will never find a government statute define a church because it can't. It can't. The government can't legislate on what the church is or does. It can't do it. So when you know that Jesus said two or more in his name, that's the church. Amen. So there's the church. Now, whenever you understand the difference between private and public, the public is for the government. That's what the government regulates. The government regulates the public because that's the association. That's where people go to affiliate. That's where society is. You have the right to disassociate. You don't have to be in that society. You can go live by yourself and go do stuff. Why? By right. This has property rights implications, this has uh, travel implications, this has everything to do about your ability to live free. We've just never been taught. We've never been taught because if you understand what your power is, if you understand what the law is, if you understand what government can't do, you will crush them. And these big mega corporations or organizations, they are derivations from the government. Which means the government could administratively dissolve them. If they go against your rights, they can't go against your rights and the government is duty-bound to dissolve them. Now, of course, the skeptics will say, well, June, that doesn't actually happen. That's not true, first of all. But the fact is that because people don't know this, you think in your brain, because the way that you've been trained, if you're skeptical like that, in your brain, you've been trained, push button, get remedy. That's McDonald's thinking. That's justice. Push button, go to court, get justice. That's what you think. And because that's what you think and that's how you've been trained, that's what the godless commies know, which is why you have lawyers billing hours instead of solving and giving justice. Lawyers aren't employed to get you justice. Lawyers, are they bill you hourly so that you can go through a stupid court system. And whenever you start to piece these things together, you would be like, why are you guys talking to me about this stuff? There's no, one, there's no sworn testimony against me. Get out of my face. Get out of here. More people need to understand this, which is why more people need to get to the Bible. I go to the Bible and I tell you about the Bible to force you to hear what I say through the Bible. Because if you're not giving glory to God and seeing God as the one who's in charge, your politics don't matter. I want President Trump to win, but if you've got the cheat machines, he's going to lose. I want President Trump, whenever he wins, to be successful. But he's like 78, 79 years old. He's going to die. And when he dies, who's up next? And so if Christians in America don't get back to Jesus and don't read the Bible and put the Bible into action then when the headlines talk to us about Israel, we're going to say, Israel, oh, the end times are coming. Oh, the end times are coming. I don't have to do anything because Jesus is about to return. No, he's not. No, he's not. Jesus says, the Bible says that Jesus will sit on his throne and he expects all his enemies to be footstooled. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 13. Let's just read it. Let's just let the Bible talk. Don't take my word for it. Hebrews 10 verse 13. Hebrews 10 verse 13. Where's my uh Cuz I don't I don't want to I don't want just read it. I want you to sh- I want you to see it. Here's this. Okay. Hebrews 10. Where are we at? Hebrews 10 verse 13. Right, let's go to verse 12. But this man after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, so it's talking about Jesus, sat down on the right hand of God. <coughs> Excuse me. Set down on the right hand of God. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. So Jesus is going to be sitting at the right hand of God till when? Till his enemies be made his footstool. Jesus ain't going anywhere until his enemies lick the dust. Until his enemies are on their face. Which means the church has to conquer. Not conquer like the Catholic Church, because that ain't what the Bible teaches. If the church is going to think we need to bring swords to go defeat our enemies, you don't got the right Bible. You don't got the right Christ. You've got a self-serving Christ. You've got a self-serving Bible. And you're doing exactly as these Jews or exactly as the Muslims are doing. They think that they'll be able to put people under the sword to get their way. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that the gospel will change hearts and people will obey God's wisdom. In government, God's wisdom, I believe, came, you know, you know, came in the common law because that's what Christians developed. Jews didn't develop the common law. Christians developed the common law. So the common law is a Christian product. It, it draws from the Old Testament, but there are things in the common law that are not from Judaism. It, it's, a, it's a Christian idea. It's a Christian belief system because it uses the Christian notions of justice. It uses the Christian notions of uh, forgiveness and truth. It uses the forgive, uh, the Christian notions of evangelism. You're supposed to tell these things. You're supposed to grow these things. In Judaism, you're not supposed to evangelize because you think you're the chosen people. Why do you need to evangelize if God says that everything you do is right? That's the big difference is that In the New Covenant, we're supposed to evangelize and tell people about Jesus because that's how God conquers. In the Old Testament, he would just have Israel and he would conquer through them in in battle. Um, So that's just another perspective. But whenever you understand that where two or more are gathered, there's the church. When you understand in the law that the church is outside of the regulation of government then you need to learn the common law as a Christian, not only to teach your kids so that they can live their entire lives with never paying the IRS a freaking dime, but you also need to understand that if the government came at you, you know what the law is to defend yourself. And the more people that know this, the more people that understand this, the better government will get. Because this is what it was at the founding. The founders understood this, which is why they put it in writing. And you can't say that this is utopian because this is the fundamental law of the land. And literally every government official agrees with it. They all swore to it. (laughs) They might not know it, but they swore to it. This is an incredible time. And I believe that one of the major issues is what, you know, these people's favorite word, discernment. Well, if your discernment doesn't bow to Jesus and you don't start with him and you don't demand all these ideas, assumptions, beliefs, philosophies, if you don't put the knife to their throat, the knife of the word, if you don't put the word of the Lord to the throat of an idea and make it obey Christ, cut it. Get rid of it. Because there's a lot of people that are looking halfway around the world to some small country and they're saying the end of the world is coming. And because they believe it, they're going to act like it. And their behavior isn't going to be thinking about laying foundations and blessing generations. Which is what the Bible teaches. Their behavior is going to be erratic. It's going to be... Uh, it, it, they People will say, well I preach the gospel. Yeah, but if, you're, if your gospel doesn't... If your gospel doesn't... Actually, build anything. If your gospel doesn't actually uh, conquer, if it doesn't grow, you you come off sounding like a you know like those movies with Godzilla walking, those scared Japanese people running, going run this way, this way. I'm um, ain't no Godzilla, <laughs> ain't no Godzilla. Anyway, I think I'm offline, but that's fine. I'm, I'm I'm recording it here. The point that I want to try to make, amongst others, is the reason why. For me, it all comes down to the church. It all comes down to, is the church obeying Christ? I don't think the American church is obedient. I don't think that we're holy. I don't think that we're disciplined. And I think a return to the fundamental law is something that the Christians in America have to do. Fundamental law of our government. And they're not going to get to the fundamental law of our government until they get to the Bible that tells them that they should not worry about the times but they, the times are not for them to know, which is what Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, verse 7. So when you have Christians who are political conservatives looking at modern-day Israel, and they think that modern-day Israel is directly tied to Christ's return, then for the low price of a Hamas raping and pillaging and... Kid, for the low price of the military-industrial complex starting war... You now have the majority of America thinking that the world's about to end. And now that the majority thinks that the world's about to end, they don't live like there's going to be a tomorrow. And so their witness is, is uh, it, th- their proclamation of the gospel is going to be haphazard. It's going to be, come on, take cover with me. Come with me, come with me. That's not, that's not the invitation of Christ. The invitation of Christ is come to the peace, come to stability, come to the rock, come to the Savior, come to the one who knows your hurts, come to the one who knows your pain. And then whenever you come to him, now you get to go be him and bring other people to him. That's Christ's way. That's always been his way. And because we don't look first to him, we look to Israel Because we look to Israel, that affects our politics. And because our politics have been so broken, our families have been so broken, we don't have the mind to get back to what the fundamental law is. Because all these things the government's doing, we could destroy in the law. It's right there. It's simple. But people think that because the world's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, they don't have enough faith to trust God... To say, you know what, I see these dragons and titans and giants, but I'm going to trust in the Lord. Proverbs 10, verse 29. Oh, I lost my spot. Proverbs 10, verse 29, like we read earlier. Says, the way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but opposite, destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. Hope that makes sense. I don't mean to be so churchy, but for me it's 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 intimately tied, it's intimately linked. The ways of this world, the things going on in this world are intimately tied to and ultimately in submission to the Bible. They're ultimately in submission to Christ. And if you claim the gospel, if you claim Christ, then you need to live like your king is on the throne and the stuff around you is just storm to distract you from walking on the water. You're walking on the water. You're walking with Christ. You're with the Alpha and the Omega and he's called you to him. Don't take your eyes off of him. Stay right there and walk. And as you're walking on the water, you will realize you're doing something you're not supposed. To, you could not do by yourself. And when you're doing stuff by yourself, whether it's developing the common law, creating the constitutional republic, uh, governing your government with notices and affidavits, uh, forming private membership associations to get out of under the regulation of government, teaching your children about trades or live local such that whenever they start working, they never put a dime for an income tax that they're not subjected to because they know the law and they know how to respond to it if the government comes after them. See, this is the wisdom of God, to see the big boogeyman, to see the titan, to see the dragons, to see the big things, and to not care, because you know and you trust in the name of the Lord. I will lose support, because there are people that are committed to the state of Israel. They are committed to the state of Israel, because they believe that the state of Israel is the biblical Israel. And so they might say, well, Jaren, I like you. I I agree with your politics, but I disagree with you on this one. And that's, that's fine. That's their liberty. I believe that they miss out. I believe they miss out on so much wisdom. I believe they miss out on so much of God's glory and God's grace. Not that they can't have wisdom. Not that they can't have God's glory and God's grace. But they miss out on recognizing that all of those distractions are not Jesus Christ. And when you say, I'm waiting for his return, he tells you he's never going to leave you. So if you're waiting for his return, what about the fact whenever he says he's with you? And that should make you really think. That should make you really wrestle with what you believe. Because I don't believe that the end of all things has been told to us. Because Jesus told his disciples when they asked, it's not for you guys to know. It's not for you guys to know. Go do your job. (laughs) Go do your job. You go do your job. I'm going to go sit on the throne and I'm going to wait till all the enemies are footstooled underneath my feet. When the enemies are footstooled underneath Jesus' feet, then he comes back. Not until the enemies are footstooled. But the enemies aren't footstooled. Not at all. You look at our world; they ain't even close. So we got a lot of footstooling to do. Amen. Appreciate your time. The best way you can support me: the link's gone out a couple times. Is patriotswitch.com/slash jaron. Patriotswitch.com/slash jaron. Um, you know, we spoke about the gospel. We spoke about belief in Christ. If you don't believe the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, um, none of this matters. Uh, I probably do disagree with you, and you probably do disagree with me on something somewhere. Um, but when people say, well, Jaron, we can, we can still get the right gospel. Amen. We can get the right gospel, but we need to make sure we have the right gospel, which is that you and I are sinners. Jesus paid that fine whenever he died on the cross. Three days later, after being buried in a tomb, he was physically risen from the grave. That's the gospel. When you believe him, when you believe that he physically rose from the grave and you believe that he died on the cross for your sins, that's what saves you. That's what gets you to be in him. That's who circumcises your heart is the Holy Spirit. And when that's the case, you're going to obey him. You're going to be baptized in his name. You're going to repent of your sin. You're going to read the Bible and you're going to do what the Bible says. Why? Because you love him and he's your king. But don't let the idea that says, okay, I got the gospel. Don't let that just prevent you from actually doing the digging. Because if I've said something that you disagree with, okay, amen. I want to be open to correction. But don't just go post some other pastor's sermon. Because that tells me that you're saying what they're saying. Which isn't what the Bible says. That pastor's sermon is not what the Bible says. The Bible says what the Bible says. So we've gotten too It's so It's such an American thing for some pastor to say something. And then for me to say, this is what I think. No, it's not what you think. It's what you agree with that that dude said. But that dude is not the Bible. That guy can be a teacher... But he could be wrong. And if he's wrong, you need to look at what the Bible says. Because the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. Read for yourself. Let the Holy Spirit teach you. Amen. God bless. Uh, appreciate your time. Lord willing, we'll be back on... Not tomorrow. Not Thursday. Not Friday. So we're not here. I might do like live streams or something. Monday maybe? Maybe? I don't. I don't know. Just stay, stay in touch. <laughs> stay in touch. I appreciate your time, Lord Willen. We'll be back whenever we are uh, going to uh, Kentucky. Please continue to pray for my father-in-law and mom' um, health and healing and recovery and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're gonna go to the Ark to, uh, you know, visit Ken Ham's Ark, the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. Anyway, Lord Willen. When we get back, we'll have more time. We'll have more fun. Appreciate your time. I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. I do care about my country. Don't quit. Go to war.